Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you've joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Before I get into my message, I want to remind you that several years ago, I preached a message titled, What About Political Prophecies? And we are in a presidential election season and I think it would be very helpful to you if you went and listened to that message that I preached. It's available to you. Uh, all you have to do is go to the description area of this message and there'll be a link there for you to click on. It will take you to that message and uh, uh, it's titled, What About Political Prophecies? It's in audio only, but if you listen to that, I think it would be greatly helpful to you. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message. Last week, I began a series on the Ten Commandments. And if you missed, uh, if you missed last week, part one, I would advise you to go into our archives and listen to that. And to get the uh, most out of what I'm going to say today, it would have been best for you to have heard what I said last week in part one. And so it's available to you in our archives. Like I said, uh, please go listen to that if you, if you missed it. And that would be, it would be more helpful for you to have heard that before you listen to what I'm going to say today. But be that as it may, uh, doing a series on the Ten Commandments. Today is part two. And in Exodus, the 20th chapter, you'll find the Ten Commandments given there. And I'm going to just read them to you here. Number one is, you shall have no other gods before me. And remember, that's these are the commandments God gave Moses on the mountain and the, you know, in the tablets, uh, on those stone tablets. The first one, God said, you'll have no other gods before me. Number two, you'll not make any graven image, you know, to, to worship it, uh, to put it before, before the Lord in, in, ahead of God. That was number two. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, you shall not kill, or actually, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness. And number 10, you shall not covet. And uh, we saw, so there, there you have the Ten Commandments listed. We saw last week that the New Testament sums the entirety of the Ten Commandments up in one word, and that's love. And look, if you would, at Romans, the 13th chapter, Romans 13, verse 8, says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, this is Romans chapter 13, verse 9, all are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10, love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. So, you know, if, if we'll keep or if we'll walk in love, if we'll love God with all of our being and love our neighbor as ourself in doing that, 
we're, we're automatically keeping the Ten Commandments. And uh, it's interesting here in verse 9, it says, and if there is any other commandment. Actually, as you study the Old Testament, you see there's, there's, there's actually over 600 commandments in the law. You know, we think about the Ten Commandments. But there's actually, if you get in and really look at it, there's there's a whole lot more than ten that are given that are given in the Old Testament. There are, there are over six hundred commandments in the law. You know, as you would read, you know, uh, let's see, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. In there, there's not just the ten commandments, but there's over six hundred commandments given. Uh, but but actually, as you get in and really study it, all of them are derived from and can be traced one way or another back to the Ten, back to the Ten Commandments. And so uh, the Ten Commandments are essentially a summary of all the Old Testament law, just, you know, all of all of the over 600 laws that are given can can be traced. They're, they're derived from and can be traced back one way or another to the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments are essentially a summary of the law. And and as we come into the New Testament, you know, and we, we're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the, and the epistles, the letters to the church, you know, as we get into, you know, of course, Acts, but then the epistles, Romans on down through Revelation, we see that that love is the summary of the Ten Commandments. So just again, you have over 600 commandments in, in the law. The Ten Commandments summarize those 600, if you will. We put it that way. So the Ten Commandments, uh, we could think of it like this, condenses everything that's commanded down into ten, ten commandments. It's easier for, for us ten rather than 600. But then, but then it gets easier as we come in to the New Testament. And we understand that if if we'll love God and love our neighbor, our neighbor as ourself, and we walk in love, I mean that condenses the ten down into one word, love. It's the Greek word agape. It's it's unconditional love, the God kind of love. And if we'll walk in that and live our lives according to that, then we automatically we're keeping. You know, we're keeping the, the law, we're keeping the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments are essentially a summary of the Old Testament law, and love, as I said, is a summary of the Ten Commandments. Now, if you look at John fifteen twelve, uh, because we read the Ten Commandments, but John fifteen twelve, and we covered this last week, but just a little review here. This is my commandment. Jesus said this. He said, John 15, 12, he said, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And that's his commandment. And again, if we'll keep that one commandment, we're automatically keeping the 10. Because, you know, if, if, just think about it. If you, if you love God, you're not going to put anything up ahead of God. You're not going to, you're not going to worship idols. You know, you're not going to take his name in vain. Um, you know, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you know, you're going to you're going to take care of your mother and your father and honor them. You're not going to murder anyone or commit adultery. 
you know, or steal or, or lie about somebody or tell lies or covet, you know. So, so walking in love, if we'll walk in love, that one command that Jesus gave, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And he loved us with the God kind of love. It's that Greek word agape. But if we'll love one another as he's, as he loved us, then we're fulfilling the, the Ten Commandments. And actually, if you look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, you could say that this is the law of Christ, the law of Christ. And the law of Christ, Galatians 6, 2, is, is you know, it says they're talking about bearing one another's burdens, but actually it's, you know, if you're doing that, you're walking in love. And so to walk in love, to love your neighbor as yourself, you know, to love God with all of all of your being, th- that's the law of Christ. And um, now, now I said this last week, and, and I, it bears repetition. Keeping the Ten Commandments is is the test to see if we really love Jesus. Keeping the Ten Commandments is the test to see if we really love Jesus. John fourteen fifteen, John fourteen and verse fifteen. Jesus said, "If you love me, keep." my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. See, there's a lot of people, and I've done this myself, you know, and I, and I spent a lot of time on this last week, but it bears repetition. You know, I'll be saying, oh, I love you, Jesus. You know, just worshiping the Lord. I love you, Jesus. But then, you know, if there's something in my life that I'm, that I'm doing that's wrong, if I'm breaking a commandment, that that's always, since the time I've been a little kid, you know, when I'm telling the Lord, I love him, that this verse has come to me and and I think to myself and I'm glad that it does come to me because see if I'm really loving Jesus I'm going to be keeping his commandments and and if I'm breaking you know his commandments then then according to his word I'm not loving him you know to, to, if we really love him we'll keep his commandments we'll obey him and do what he says do and uh, and so we talked about that last week. I want you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Um, another verse on loving God and keeping his commandments. Look at Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. It says this, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. See, there's a direct correlation between loving God and keeping his commandments. You know, if, if you really love God, if you really love Jesus, you are going to keep his commandments. And, and, and if you don't love him, you're not going to keep his commandments. You, you know, I mean, it, it, it's that simple. And, and, and the point that I really want to hammer in here is that I've seen so many Christians, I mean, truly Christians, truly born again people. And, and, and like I said, I've done this myself and, and I'll hear him in church, you know, worshiping the Lord and, oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, God, I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you. I've done this myself, but I've watched. <laughs> and like I said, I've known there was something in my life that wasn't right that I wasn't dealing with. And so while I'm telling the Lord I love him, but I'm breaking, you know, one or more of the commandments by his own words, I'm not really loving him. And I've seen so many Christians over the years do that where where, you know, they're telling Jesus they love him, but they're breaking the commandments and they're not living right before him. What are they saying? Even though, I mean, even though they're saying with their words that they, that they love him, 
you know, but remember, actions speak louder than words. And but I've seen so many Christians that they'll be, t- they'll be telling Jesus they love him, but yet they're breaking his commandments. And what did he say? He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. This is very sobering, but it's meant to be. We all need to examine ourselves and and judge ourselves and look at ourselves and see if we really do love Jesus. And what is the test? What's the proof that we love him? Well, if we're if we're obeying his commandments, he said so himself. And and something you need to realize in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, you cannot separate God from his commandments. You cannot separate God from his commandments. And, you know, something has happened, at least that I have observed, at least here in the United States of what I'm aware of. It, it seems like that, 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 that the, 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 the way it comes across to me as I've pastored and been in, in and around pastoring for 40 years now, uh, 27 years on site at Summit Christian Church at New Sugar, on New Sugar Creek Road. And then before that, I was assisted a pastor. And so you put it all together about 40 years. And, and, you know, the way it, the way I've observed you know, Christians and Christianity, again, from my observation, it's almost like, you know, well, we believe on Jesus, we get saved, and the commandments are not, are not that, that big of a deal anymore, or, or at all. Well, we believe on Jesus, and the commandments, you know, we don't even, you know, you don't hear that many messages taught on the, on the Ten Commandments. You don't hear that much stress on the Ten Commandments. It's, and, and, and I'm going to say more about this as we go, so bear with me. But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make now it's, is it almost comes across, well, believe on Jesus and then just live, live however you want. <laughs> and you've got to realize that is not right. That is not a right teaching. That's a not, that is not a right way to think. But yet, from my observation, it's, it's been like, well, you know, in so many pulpits, you know, you listen to them and it's the way it comes across and the way so many Christians are is, well, I believed on Jesus. So, you know, that's that's it. So I can just live, live just live however I want. You know, we're under we're under we're not under law. We're under grace. And that's and that's true. But bear with me. Listen to me as I go along here. I said some things about this last week, but I want to spend some more time on it today because I feel impressed of the spirit of God to do so. You have to realize, dear friends, that you cannot separate God from his commandments. And just, let me say it this way, just because you've gotten saved and you've believed on Jesus and you've received him, that does not mean that the Ten Commandments automatically go away and you don't have to deal with them anymore. Because you have to deal, I mean, it's clear, Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So when he said, this is my commandment that you love one another, remember the 10 commandments are summed up in that one word, love. So we could put it this way. Jesus really said, I mean, you could say it this way. This is my commandment that you keep my commandments. Huh? 
the Ten Commandments. You heard me, the Ten Commandments. This is my commandment that you keep the Ten Commandments. Now, he didn't say it that way. He said, this is my commandment that you love one another. But remember, the Ten Commandments are summed up in that word love. So when he says, this is my commandment that you love one another, what he's really saying is, is this is my commandment that you keep the Ten Commandments. But yet, I want to say it again. It seems like, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> you know I'll watch people, they'll say, I've, I've watched it for 40 years. And I've been guilty of it myself. You know, people say, well, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in love. But, but they'll be, they'll be, you know, they'll be committing adultery. Well, I have not committed adultery. Now, I haven't done that. Now, I've, I've, I've messed up in some of these others, but I haven't committed adultery. Thank God for that. And, and my wife will say amen to that. She's standing over there with a baseball bat. No, I'm joking. She's, she's not. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't messed up on that one. But you know, let's, while we're on it, let's, let's talk about it. Jesus said, if you look on a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery in your heart. These are serious things, but the point I'm trying to make right now is that I watch Christians say, oh, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, and, and you know, they think that they're walking in love, but yet they're breaking the one or more of the commandments, and as I've said it again and again, if you're breaking the commandments, you're not walking in love. You're not walking in love, but, but you see, you cannot separate God from his commandments. You just, you, you can't do it. You, and we'll show you verses here as we go today. You just can't do it. But so many people, I just can't get off this. So many people think, Christians now think, well, I've got, I've received Jesus. I've gotten born again. So, you know, out the, out the window with the commandments. And we're just going down here. And we'll just say we're loving everybody. But yet, it don't work that way. I mean, to say, you, to say you're walking in love and breaking the commandments does not compute. Two and two is an equal and four there. All right, it's true. We're, we receive Jesus, we get born again. All right, but then his commandment is, and I'll say more about this as we go today, but his commandment is to walk in love, which is another way of saying keeping the commandments. So the point I'm trying to get across here is you just, guys, gals, listen to me, friends, you cannot separate God from his commandments. They say it this way, they don't magically go away when you get born again. You still have to live according to the commandments. Absolutely. I'll say more about it as we go. Now, uh, and here, and, and something else I want to say here, all of the Ten Commandments, I said it last week, but, you know, got to say it again here. All of the Ten Commandments are taught and substantiated by the New Testament. You, you need to understand that. And, and I'll show you that as we go along. All of the Ten Commandments are taught and substantiated by the New Testament and not just in the four gospel accounts. But if you look at the book of Acts and, and, and actually start in the book of Romans with the epistles and go all the way through the book of Revelation, every last one of the Ten Commandments is substantiated in the, in the, in the New Testament uh, from Acts and, and, and Romans on down. Uh, there's a few things I'll have to say about that concerning the Sabbath, some, some uh, qualifications I'll, I'll have to make on that uh, about keeping the Sabbath. We'll talk about that. When we in a future session, when we talk about keeping the Sabbath, but uh, but but all of the all the Ten Commandments are in the New Testament, and God expects us to keep them. So don't ever forget that. Now look at John, and we'll say more about that here in a moment. Now John fourteen, verse twenty one. Here's another passage 
which we didn't read last week. We, we read one similar, but, but it wasn't this one. But let's look at this, another passage on keeping uh, God's commandments as the test that we love him. It's John 14, 21. It says, he who has my commandments. Now, Jesus is speaking this, and he says this, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Well, there he said it again. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not, not Judas Iscariot, but the other Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. You know, <laughs> I've been talking about that for the last you know 10 minutes. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So what is he saying? He's saying, if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. So keeping God's commandments is it's it's the test that whether or not we love him. And like I said, I just can't get off of it. So many people, Christians will tell God they love him while they're breaking one or more of the Ten Commandments. Okay? So, test yourself. Next time you tell, tell God you love him, examine yourself. Are you keeping the commandments? That's, that's, the, that's the test to see whether or not you love him. I mean, I didn't say it. That's what, that's what he said. You know? You, you understand that? And again, look. Let me make it clear. Anybody can blunder. And if you blunder and, and, and sin and break, break one of the commandments, you know, get what I'm saying here. You know, we've all messed up. We've all missed it. Okay. So if you break one of the commandments, I'm, I'm not saying, and I don't think God is saying, Hey, Oh, you don't, you don't love me. And we all mess up. We mess up. I tell you, if we really love him, now listen to this. If we really love him, when we mess up and break one of the commandments, We'll be grieved on the inside and we'll want to, we'll want to repent and get that, get that sin out of our life as quick as possible and straighten up as quick as possible and confess that sin to him as quick as possible and get forgiven of it, get, get cleared up as quick as possible. It's the people here, and I'll clarify this. It's the, it's the Christians that are, you know, just regularly, uh, you know, breaking the commandments. And telling Jesus that they love him, that's what doesn't compute. Not talking about blundering, making a mistake. That's not what I'm, what, what, I don't think that's what Jesus is, is, is talking about. Talking about somebody that's, and you can see that in the, in the writings of the New Testament and what Jesus said himself. It's people who are practicing lawlessness. People who are practicing sin. And I've watched Christians, I mean, they really believe on Jesus, but they, they, they think the commandments have gone out the window when they got born again and they, and they're not living as they should and they're telling the Lord they love him. See, that's what doesn't compute. If you're going to be practicing sin, that's a, that's showing God that you don't love him. But if you really love him, you're going you're gonna to practice keeping the Ten Commandments and living right before him. And like I said, we all blunder at times. We all do. We don't have to, but we do. And, and when we blunder, that's, I'm not saying that, we're, that we don't love him in those instances. You get what I'm talking about. But if you're going to practice sin, then you're telling him that you don't love him. If you're going to let something, some sin persist in your life and you're not going to deal with it, then that's another way of telling the Lord that you don't love him. It's very clear. But you see, 
uh, keeping his commandments is not just the test that we love him, but it's also a test whether or not we really know him. Now, it's more serious here. Look at 1 John 2, verse 3. I, and I didn't cover this last week, so, so listen carefully. 1 John 2, verse 3 says, Now by this we know that we know him, know God, if we keep his commandments. Wait, there's more. He who says, I know him, he who says, I know God, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Sobering, isn't it? Sobering, isn't it? I'm going to read it again. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. See, when we get born again, the commandments didn't go out the window. We have to keep his commandments. Yes. And what is his commandment? That we that we that we love God, that we love one another. And that's again, that's some that one word love sums up the ten. Absolutely. And the ten are a summation of the six hundred plus. You get I already talked about that. You get what I'm saying? But 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 you know but but we walk in love. And by walking in love, we're we're keeping the commandments, we're proving to Jesus that we love him and that we know him. If we don't keep the commandments, he said, he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. The commandments, we've got to live according to the commandments. Absolutely, yes. One commandment, walk in love. And in walking in love, you're keeping the 10, as I've said. But it doesn't stop there. Look at 1 John 3, verse 24. 1 John 3, 24. Now, he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. In other words, if you want to abide in the Lord, make your refuge in the Lord, you're going to have to keep his commandments. And his command, what is his commandment? To love, walk in love. And again, if you're doing that, you're automatically keeping the 10. Again, I'm going to repetition is a seed of learning. When we get saved and become a child of God through faith in Jesus, the commandments don't go out the window. We saw it last week. I'll say it right here. We saw it from the book of Titus. It, 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 when we get born again, the grace of God and the, the, the new birth, the power of the Holy Spirit within us enables us to keep the Ten Commandments. See, before you get born again, you can't, even, you can't keep all those commandments. You just can't. The Ten, I'm talking about the Ten. You can't keep them. We talked about that last week. It's not until you get saved that you're empowered to, to, to keep them. And I talked about that last week. If you missed that, you need to go back and listen to it because there's some things I said and I got into some things in depth last week that I just can't, can't, uh, can't get into now because I did it then. So <laughs> the beauty of this technology, you can go back into the archives if you miss something and get it. But it, it, you know, if you want to abide in God, you're going to have to keep his commandments. Absolutely. And then, in, and, and not only that, but it, there's more good. Look at John 15 verse 14. Not first John now, but the gospel of John chapter 15, verse 14, Jesus said, now listen to this. He said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So if you want to be a friend of Jesus, you're going to have to keep his commandments. You see how important the commandments are? And you cannot separate God from his commandments. Absolutely not. You cannot do it. It cannot be done. The Bible 
won't allow you to do it. <laughs> his commandment, God and his commandments are, 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 you can't separate them, you know. And, and again, I just keep, I feel the need to say this. People think, people think, people think we come from the old covenant to the new covenant. And all of a sudden his commandments go out the window and all we do is just believe on Jesus. What we believe on Jesus, that's what gets us saved. That's what keeps us out of hell and puts us in heaven. We'll say more about that in a moment. But, but you, you've got to still, what's his commandment? That we walk in love. And when we're walking in love, we're keeping the Ten Commandments. Absolutely. And the reverse of that, if you're breaking one of those Ten Commandments, well, you're not walking in love. Okay. So, so we, we have to contend with God's commandments. They don't just you know, vanish when we move into the into the New Testament and we come over here into the age of grace, which we live in, those commandments are still there. Now, with that being said, I need I need to say this next part. So listen carefully. I talked about some of these things last week, but I'm going to delve deeper. Let me just read from my notes. Last week I addressed the topic of the Ten Commandments and salvation. And I want to drill down on that a bit more today before continuing on with, you know, teaching the Ten Commandments. In other words, let me say it this way. See, last week I gave some introduction and then uh, I talked about some of these things that I've covered today and then I covered the first commandment and the second commandment about, you know, uh, keeping God first and, and not worshiping idols and all of that. I spent time on that last week. I thought today I was going to move into commandment three, but the Lord wanted me to cover some of these other things that I've already shared with you. And what, and this is what I'm about to share with you. And and then next week we'll pick up with the third commandment. Okay. But now what I'm going to say from here on, I I, I said some of this last week, but the Lord wants me to drill down on it some more. So I'm going to do that in the remainder of this message and, and look at the topic of the 10 commandments as it pertains to salvation. I'm talking about, you know, the heaven hell issue where, where you go, you know, when you die after this life, are you going to heaven or hell? And, uh, and I said this last week, a lot of people think that, well, I'll keep the commandments and I'll make heaven. And that's reversed. That's backwards. <laughs> okay. You, you believe on Jesus and get born again. That puts you in heaven. And then you're empowered to keep the commandments. See, the, the world has it just backwards. And again, you go to Walmart, Kmart, any, you know, wherever it is and ask, you know, people coming out of the store just at random, what do you have to do to, to be saved and go to heaven? Almost all of them will tell you, well, keep the Ten Commandments and be a good person. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Okay. All right. Because there's a lot of people that endeavor to keep the Ten Commandments that wind up in hell. There's moral people, good moral people in hell. It, I know that you know, a lot of folks don't want to hear it, but it's true. The only thing that's going to keep you and me out of hell and put us in heaven is faith in Jesus Christ, period. But the world has it backwards. They'll tell you, keep the commandments and you'll make heaven. Right? But it's just backwards. You, 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 you qualify for heaven by receiving Jesus. And once you qualify for heaven by receiving Jesus, then he, Jesus empowers you through the Holy Spirit to keep the commandments. So the world will say, keep the commandments and be saved. But it's back, but that's false. The backwards is what's true. Get saved and then you'll be able to keep the commandments. Okay? 
You, under, you need to understand that. I'm going to say it again because I want you to get it. The world will tell you, keep the commandments and be saved. But they got it backwards. <laughs> you get saved and then you're empowered by God to keep the commandments. Okay? So I want to drill down on this, this, this keeping the commandments to be saved because uh, more needs to be said than what I said last week. I think I covered it sufficiently last week, but I, but more needs to be said. So, um, well, it wouldn't have been sufficient. I did a pretty good job last week. I just didn't complete the subject. So I need to complete it here. So let's do that. Galatians 2, 6. We must understand that keeping the Ten Commandments does not, cannot, and will not save us. Okay? You need to realize that. Look at Galatians 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not, now Galatians 2.16, get this, because last week we looked at Romans 3.20, and, and that's an excellent verse, but, but this is another verse that reiterates Romans 3.20, Galatians 2.16. Knowing that a man is not justified, a man, a woman, you understand, a, a human being is not justified, that means to be declared righteous by God. That's what the word justified means, to be declared righteous by God. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, God can't make it any clearer than that. A person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, it can't be any clearer than that. Even we who have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. No flesh. That's talking not just about in the new covenant, but that's talking about the old covenant too. And we'll see it as we go here. They, they didn't get saved in the old covenant by keeping the law. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. It just said, by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. Okay? They got saved in the Old Testament the same way we get saved in the New Testament. By faith in, in the Old Testament, it was, it was faith in the coming Messiah. I like to say it this way. They were, they were looking forward to his coming and, and, and the cross of Calvary and his death, burial, and resurrection. The coming Messiah, who is Jesus. Okay? And we get saved by believing on him. We're looking back to the cross. Either way, it's the cross. It's Jesus. In the old covenant, they got saved by faith in Jesus, looking forward to the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection. Here in the new covenant, we get saved by faith, looking back to the cross. But in either covenant, it's looking to the cross of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, and faith in simple childlike faith in him. Absolutely. But this scripture, I think Galatians 2.16 brings it out so clearly that keeping all the Ten Commandments won't save you because nobody can do it. The Bible's clear on that. Jesus is the only human being. He was 100% God, yet 100% man, you know, <laughs> and, and, and he lived in his earthly ministry. He didn't operate as God. He operated as a man. He was tempted in all points like as we are. He never sinned, and, and he's the only one that's ever done that. No other human being can do that because, see, Jesus, he didn't have the sin nature in him. He was born of a virgin, see? And he was tempted, okay? He never sinned. We, on the other hand, all other human beings, see, we have that sin nature that came down from Adam and Eve. And because we have that in us, we're going to miss it somewhere. It's not possible for us to keep the Ten Commandments. You understand that? 
I'm talking before we get saved. And the Bible's clear. The book of James brings this out in the New Testament that if we, if we make a mistake, if we falter in one and we mess up in one area of the, of the commandments, we're guilty of all of them. You, you need to understand that and realize that. So we're, we, we, human beings can't keep the commandments anyway. The, I mean, you know, but so we get saved. We receive Jesus. And then, as I've been saying here all along, as I said it just a moment ago, then once we're saved, see, then he empowers us under the grace of God to keep the Ten Commandments. Not for salvation. We don't keep the Ten Commandments for salvation. We keep the Ten Commandments for fellowship with God. You can't fellowship with God if you're, if you're breaking the Ten Commandments and you're, you're living, uh, 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 you're, you're living out, outside of His commandments. You can't separate God from His commandments. And if you're not going to keep His commandments, you're not going to, you're not going to have fellowship with Him. He's not going to fellowship with people that are breaking His commandments and living lawless lives. Lives. You understand that? Now, here's something that I want you to look at. This is, this is so good. Look at Mark, the 12th chapter in verse 30, uh, Mark, Mark 12, 28, Mark 12, 28. Then one of the scribes came, they came to Jesus and having heard them reasoning together. So Jesus was, you know, reasoning and talking with people, whatnot. And these scribes were there and, uh, Having heard them reasoning together, this is Mark 12, 28, perceiving that he, Jesus, had answered them well, this other group of people and whatnot, the people that were there, these scribes, anyway, these scribes asked him and said, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, and here's what he said, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, okay, now listen. We, we, we covered some of, not this verse here, this passage, but these principles last week. But now listen to this. Listen to this. We didn't cover this last week. Listen. So the scribe said to Jesus, well said, teacher. Now underline that word teacher. We'll come back to it in a moment. Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth for there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, now Jesus saw that this, this scribe answered wisely. He was on the right track. He answered wisely. Jesus saw that. The Bible says that this scribe answered wisely. But look at what Jesus said to him. He said, Jesus said this to this scribe, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Underline that word far. You are not far from the kingdom of God. In other words, I'll put it in my own words, this scribe, when he, he listened to Jesus, he said, he said, teacher, he said, you've spoken the truth. And, and then he talks about, you know, to, to love God. There's one God. There is no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, understanding, soul, and strength. To love one's neighbor as yourself. You know, that's the important thing. When that scribe said that, in other words, he said the keeping of the commandments. That, you know, that's what he, he said. He said, that's right on, teacher. And, and Jesus told him when he, when this guy said, yeah, he gave the commandments. 
could live by the commandments, walk in love, as, you know, living by the commandments. But, but watch this. Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. Underline that word far. See, this man was close. He was close. This man, this scribe was saying, yeah, keep the commandments. And Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. See, if you keep, I'll put this in a way that I think will be helpful. Keeping the commandments based on what we've read right here will bring you close to the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to this guy, the guy was saying, yeah, keep the commandments. Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. He wasn't far from the kingdom of God, but he wasn't in the kingdom of God. He wasn't far from it. See, but he wasn't in it. The, the, the keeping the commandments will bring you right close to the kingdom of God. But, it, but, but keeping the commandments won't get you into the kingdom of God. Now, now notice, this man wasn't in the kingdom of God because he saw Jesus only as a teacher. He called him in verse 32, teacher. And to get into the kingdom of God, you have to see Jesus as more than a teacher. You have to see him as very God in the flesh. You know, that rich young ruler made the same, he, he was in the same boat as this guy here. Because he called Jesus, he called him a good teacher. And re, remember, Jesus responded, there's no one good but one, and, and that is God. And the point of all that is that rich young ruler didn't see Jesus as God. He just saw him as a good teacher. And, and that's what this guy, the scribe, was doing the same thing. He saw Jesus as a teacher. See, and as long as, and Jesus is a teacher, he's a good teacher, he's the best teacher, but if you only see him as a, as a good teacher, and that's it, or a good man, or a holy man, or a prophet, or what, or whatnot, and Jesus is all those things, but if that's all you see him as, if you don't see him as the, as the virgin born son of the living God, God in the flesh, then, then, then you're not saved. You can't be saved, unless you acknowledge him as very God in the flesh. And, 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 and receive what he did for you on Calvary's cross, you know, through his death, burial, and resurrection. You understand that? But this guy, the point I want to get across here, this guy was adhering to the commandments. But he only saw Jesus as a teacher. And so this guy, he adhered to the commandments. He wasn't far from the kingdom of God. By adhering to the commandments, brought, brought him close to the kingdom of God. But, but he wasn't in. Why? Because only seeing Jesus for who Jesus really is will get you into the kingdom of God. Boy, that's rich, isn't it? That is so rich. See, this guy here, the Message Bible brings it out and says, that was the King, New King James that I read to you, but the Message Bible says, Jesus said to this guy, you're almost there, right on the border of God's kingdom. See, the, the keeping the commandments will bring you right to the border. <laughs> but... <laughs> Those commandments can't get you in. Keeping keep those commandments, as we've already said, it, what gets you in is seeing Jesus for who he really is. But this guy, adhering to the commandments, he wasn't far, brought him close. The commandments did to the kingdom of God, but only Jesus will bring you in there and get you into heaven when you die. Glory to God. Now, something else. Look at this. 1 John 3.23. 1 John 3.23 1 John 3.23, look at this. These are some outstanding verses. 1 John 3.23, and this is his commandment that we should believe. Now, we, we looked at this one last week, but it bears repetition. This is 1 John 3.23, this is his commandment. Here, here in, the, in the new covenant here, 
that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, they did that in the Old Covenant, too. They just didn't know him as Jesus, but they, they, they knew him as the coming Messiah. Emmanuel, you know, God with us, the book of Isaiah says. But in the New Testament, when you get in the gospel accounts is when we see his name, named Jesus. Much I could say about that, but, but here's the point. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. See, you've got the new birth in there, what gets you to heaven, believing on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. This is God's commandment for you, for me, for everyone, to believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's what gets you into the kingdom of God and gets you saved. You miss hell, make heaven when you die. And... Love one another as he gave us commandment. See, you can't separate God from his commandments. The believing on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, is what saves you. But then he also expects us to keep his commandments. He says, and to love one another as he gave us commandment. And from what we've already said last week and this week, love is the summation of the Ten Commandments. So he just told you there that that once we get saved through faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that his commandment is that we walk in love, or we could say it another way, keep the Ten Commandments. And again, the Ten Commandments won't save you. I've made that abundantly clear. But but uh, 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 but but getting saved in Keeping the Ten Commandments doesn't save you, but once you get saved, you're empowered to keep them. And God expects you to do that. And that's by doing it, as we've said, is proof that you love Him, that you know Him, keeping His commandments, that you love Him, that you know Him, that you're abiding in Him, and that He that, that you're a friend of God. Absolutely. But don't you love, boy, that's so good, that we believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. There's the salvation part. And then love one another as He gave us commandment. John, who wrote this, was right there when Jesus said that. We read that a while ago from John's gospel account, actually. And uh, so it's believing on his son, on Jesus, on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the salvation part. And then he expects us to walk in love, which walking in love is another way of saying keeping his commandments. Okay. Revelation 12, the, the Ten Commandments, Re- Revelation twelve seventeen. Watch this. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Now, this is a teaching for the this end time teaching here, Revelation, the book of Revelation. So I'm not going to get into all that. Just for this message here, he's talking about a group of people who are on the earth during the seven-year tribulation period. Now, watch this. He says, and the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, speaking of a people on the earth during the seven-year tribulation period. But notice this. These people who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Boy, that's rich. That's so good. You see the two things there? You see, they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what saves them. That's what gets them washed in the blood of Jesus. That's what makes them ready for heaven is the testimony of Jesus Christ. But they also keep God's commandments. Well, what is his commandment? To walk in love, which is a summation of the 10. You can't separate God from his commandments. And then Revelation fourteen twelve. look at this one. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God 
and the faith of Jesus. Oh, that is so good. That is powerful, powerful, rich. Three verses saying the same thing. So rich, so powerful. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. See, it's the faith of Jesus that saves you. And then once you're saved, you're empowered to keep his commandments. No, the commandments don't save you. The faith in Jesus is what saves you. But then he expects you to keep his commandments. Walk in love. Love God. Love one another as he's loved us, which is is summation again for keeping the Ten Commandments. You cannot separate God from his commandments. You, you just can't do it. And just because we come over into the new covenant doesn't mean that his commandments have just mysteriously gone away. Now, look at Luke, the first chapter. Let me go on here just a few more minutes. Look, look at this. I think this is good. I think all of this is good. <laughs> so when I say I think this is good, it doesn't mean I didn't think that was good. It's all good. It's the Bible. But you've heard of Elizabeth, the cousin of the Virgin Mary and the mother of John the Baptist. Let's look at something here with her. Not much is said about her in, 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 from across pulpits, but every once in a while she gets mentioned. But look at her as it pertains to, to keeping the commandments and salvation. I think it's very interesting. Luke, the first chapter, fifth verse, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, uh, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. So this is Elizabeth, mother of John the Baptist, but she was also a cousin of the Virgin Mary. Some say that she was her aunt, but I think cousin, from my study, cousin, but anyway, that's beside the point. They were related. I think they were cousins. But anyway, uh, my study books all said they were cousins. But anyway, and they were both, now, but here's the thing, talking about Zacharias and Elizabeth. But let's drill down on Elizabeth here. They were both righteous before God. Okay, they were, and underline that, righteous before God. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Wow. They were righteous before God. Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But Pastor Terry, you just been, you just spent the bulk of this message saying that keeping the commandments can't make you righteous. Pastor Terry, were, did you mess up in the last 30 minutes of this message or the last 40 minutes of this? No, I didn't. Now let me finish with Elizabeth. Let me finish with her. Okay. She was righteous before God. And then, the Bible says, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, ordinances of the Lord, ordinances of the Lord blameless. She was not righteous because she was keeping the commandments. She was keeping the commandments because she was righteous. Now, I'm going to show this to you why that, that is in just a moment here. But I want to get that across to you because a lot of people read this real fast. And they'll say, well, and they, they were both, uh, Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the command, commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And people will read that quick and they'll think, well, because they were walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless, because they were doing that, they were righteous. No, 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 that's not what the Bible said. I'm telling you that because they were righteous, come on now, 
because they were righteous, they were walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Well, what made, what made him righteous? Uh, uh, Pastor Terry, what made him righteous? Well, I'm glad you asked. Go to Luke, the first chapter, thir verse 39. Luke 139. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah. Now, this was after, I believe it was Gabriel appeared to Mary and brought her the word of God. She received the word of God and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and she was impregnated uh, with, with the Lord Jesus. And then she, he told her, Gabriel told her about her cousin Elizabeth and whatnot. That she was with child and, and, and she went up to visit her. And so, and so Mary shows up at Elizabeth's house, at Zacharias's house, and he, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. So Mary shows up at their house and greets Elizabeth. And it happened was when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe, now that's John the Baptist, leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. Now Elizabeth is speaking to Mary. Blessed, who's pregnant with Jesus, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord, talking about Jesus, should come to me? Notice this. Elizabeth called Jesus her Lord when he was in the womb of Mary. He hadn't even been born of the virgin yet, but Elizabeth saw him, Jesus, as Lord. That's what made her righteous. And because she was righteous, and there's no doubt that Zacharias held the same faith that his wife Elizabeth held, and faith in Jesus, calling Jesus Lord. And because she called Jesus Lord, she was righteous and because she was righteous, her and Zacharias, they walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Glory to God. See, it wasn't, it wasn't walking in the commandments and ordinances that made them blame. It wasn't walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless that made them righteous. It was their faith in Jesus that made them righteous. <laughs> huh? Come on. And, their faith in Jesus made them righteous, and because they were righteous in the sight of God, then, as a result of that, they walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Glory to God. You see, the Bible says in Romans 4.3 that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. See, that's how people were declared righteous in the Old Testament, and that's how we become righteous in the New Testament, same way, through faith in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 4, 3, Abraham believed God. It was accounted unto him for righteousness. And you see, that's what Elizabeth did. She believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. It was accounted to her as righteousness, and she was righteous, and because she was righteous, then she walked in all the commandments is along with Zacharias, her husband. And no doubt he believed on Jesus as well as I, as I just said. And, they, and because they were righteous through their faith in Christ Jesus, they then walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. You know, I brought up Abraham. He believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And uh, I, 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 just, I just think this is interesting. A lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, in, in Galatians 3, 8, take a little, little side trip here, but it's, it's fine. It'll, it's, not, it's not really too much of a side trip, but, you know, Galatians 3, 8, God preached the gospel to Abraham. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, that God is preaching the gospel in the Old Testament. <laughs> A lot of people think the gospel is just the New Testament. Well, I, yeah, the gospel is the New Testament, the good news. But God preached the gospel in the Old Testament. Do you know in the book of Genesis, right after Adam and Eve sinned, God preached the gospel to Adam and Eve when he came in there and started talking about about this about the seed of the woman? Right there in the book of Genesis. I think it's all along about the third chapter, somewhere in there after Adam and Eve fell. And they needed a savior. God had some good news. He came in and started talking about the seed of the woman. Well, woman don't, doesn't have seed. The man has a seed. It's the seed of the woman. He was talking about the virgin birth. And, and Adam and Eve had the gospel preached to him. And the gospel's been preached all from Adam and Eve all the way down to the present hour. Do you ever think about this? You know, Abraham, Abraham, Abram was his name and then later changed to Abraham. But when he, when he got into covenant with God, but you know, he was a heathen in the earth of the Chaldees. He worshiped, I believe, the moon the moon or moon gods or something like that. And, but, but you know what? God called him out of that. He believed in one God. Do you ever think about this, Abraham? He believed in a supernatural birth, you know, talking about the gospel. The gospel is about a supernatural birth. Jesus born a virgin. Well, you know, uh, Abraham believed in a supernatural birth. His wife was barren, you know, Sarah, Sarai, Sarah, and, and she was old and barren. And God promised him a child and, God, and Abraham believed in, uh, in a supernatural birth. And then later on, once Isaac was born, his uh, child with, with Sarah, you know, uh, he took his, his son, who, and Isaac's a type of Jesus. He, he, did you know that Abraham took uh, Isaac to the same place to offer him on, on the altar of sacrifice, to the same place that Jesus would be crucified some, I guess, what, 2,000 years later. Think about that. I believe it was 2,000 years later. Think about that. I think it was the exact same spot is where Abraham took Isaac. And then for three days, if you study it out, it was a three-day journey to that place on Mount Moriah. And for three days, Abraham believed his son was as good as dead. Think about that. Jesus was dead for three days and three nights. And then it's interesting. He laid the wood for the altar he laid the wood for the altar on Isaac to carry to the place of sacrifice. Jesus, the wood, the wooden cross was laid on his back, carried to the to Mount to Mount Calvary, and then eventually he fell under the weight of it. And that other fellow, Simon of Cyrene, I believe, carried it the rest of the way for him. And then the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Abraham believed that that uh, uh, God would raise Isaac from the dead. I mean, you see, you see the type that Isaac was of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the similarities in, in there of the gospel. And Abraham believed that. He believed so much that he put Isaac on that altar and raised the knife. And then the, what the angel stopped him and that ram was caught in the thicket and all that. But you see, the gospel was preached to Abraham and he believed it and it made him righteous. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Uh, Elizabeth and uh, 
Zacharias, they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ before he was born and when he was in Mary's womb. And the Bible's clear. Elizabeth believed that and she was righteous. And so was Zacharias. The Bible tells us that because they were righteous through their faith in Christ Jesus, then they were empowered to walk in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So keeping the commandments doesn't make us righteous. Believing on Jesus makes us righteous and then that empowers us to keep the commandments and God expects us to do that. Not for salvation, but for fellowship with him. Glory, glory, glory to God. Let me just finish by, because I don't want to miss anything here. And repetition is the seed of learning. So let me be sure I get this in. Believing, I'm going to read from my notes. I think I've already said it, but I want to get it across to you. Believing on Jesus is what makes one righteous and ready for heaven. But then God empowers that person through his grace and the new birth to keep his commandments. And God requires the keeping of his commandments. We're not under law, but under grace. And that is true. But remember, as we saw last week, that the grace of God teaches us to keep his commandments, not for salvation, but for fellowship in him. And again, I said that, but it's in my heart. I got it out to you, but then, you know, it's in my notes. I didn't want to shut this camera off here in a moment and then read my notes and say, oh, I should have told the people that. So I got I got it out to you. Praise God. I think I've made it clear. So I don't think I need to repeat anything. I think you got it. And if you didn't, rewind me and play it again. Again, it's one of the great things about the technology we have in this hour. Now, um, like that one lady told me, once we, once we have sermons available like this, she said, for years, Pastor Terry, I listened to you in person. And sometimes you get to going so fast, I couldn't follow you. And now, and then she said, now I can just pause you, <laughs> shut me up, pause me, rewind it, play it back again. And so, uh, and so that's good. And also once in a while I preach a little long, but, but again, the blessing of this technology, see, if you were actually here in person, then you're held captive. You can't get out till I'm, till I'm done. You know, if it was a, a church service like we had for all those years, unless you just wanted to get up and leave, you could certainly do that. But a lot of times folks don't want to do that, you know, and, and walk out on the preacher before he's finished. And so, uh, but so sometimes I get a little long winded and, and, uh, 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 you know, keep people, keep people long and they were trapped, you know. But here, if I go a little long, it's not as big a deal because you just pause me and finish, finish, finish the sermon later. But, uh, anyway, uh, well, we have some, we, we have some fun, don't we? Um, well, next week I'll pick up with commandment number three and we'll, we'll talk about, uh, about that one. Remember, uh, an assignment that I, that I have for you is, uh, is, is to memorize the Ten Commandments in order. That's your assignment for this, uh, this session. And, uh, and, and your assignment is also, hey, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're out there and you've never done that, repent of your sins, call on Jesus. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and, and he'll make you righteous. You'll miss hell one day, you'll make heaven, and then he'll empower you to keep the commandments and, and, and then walk in the commandments. And if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. So, hey, next week we'll pick up with uh, number three. You'll not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And I think you're going to be interested in the things I have to say next week. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. It might not be altogether what you think. So tune in. We'll see you then. Until then, God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>